Shut up and sit down. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. When I'm on my bike, I can do the things I like. When I'm on my bicycle. <laughs> I look like a jackass. <laughs> Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way, like an improv conversation. An improvisation. You are listening to The Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. We all have two lives. The second one begins when we realize that we only have one. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, man, I'm dang old boy ain't right. Man, I'm gonna talk about it, I'm kicking them dang old ass. Man, I don't take, for God's sakes, Hank, act like an adult, man. Just try and Well... You know, Bobby, I told you, time don't take for me, man. It don't life too short, man. You don't want to hold no grudge, man. I told me, you going to let little bygones be bygones, man. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Vondering. I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Grumpy Hepler. You're grumpy here too. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm I'm supposed to be grumpy. We, we, did everybody, so did everybody have a terrible weekend? Yes. Because mine. So this is going to be a gripe session. Okay. Yeah, I was going to call you something, but I decided not to. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're going to call me, yeah, I would have deserved it. Right-handed backhand. It's going to be one of those podcasts. Also, this was one of the longest pre-intros we've ever had. Jake needs to start recording these, and then at the, you know, when it's, we're all retired, we can just release it as like a, you know, like Metallica retires, and they're like, oh, all those songs that Metallica never released. <laughs> like all that stuff we talked about the 10 minutes before the actual podcast. There may or may not be some stuff that was recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Most fit inappropriate. Nice. And to his left, Evan Price. Well, we're back on the energy drink cycle <laughs> you today. You're off? You're off the energy drink uh, cycle? For, for three days. Three days. Three is days. that like prior to the race? Like yeah. And then you get amped when you Just actually Just make sure the, the caffeine really hits oh, good it, on that, race morning. That works. Oh, it does. It, it works. Oh, I, I'm addicted <laughs> to caffeine. I usually, without a doubt. Before Ironman races, I would go one or two weeks, and I would have like oh, yeah. body aches and stuff from not having caffeine. <laughs> and then you have, like, you have like just a little splash, and you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. It's on. It's go down. You're like, oh, drugs are really hard to quit. Do not do them. Drugs are. <laughs> Drugs are good. Drugs are good. Yes. Uh, tropical mango flavor. We got Matt with his spindrift. It's lime. Lime. Lime spindrift. It's probably good flavor. Who knows? Jake is drinking his black coffee. Mm. Right? Uh, there's a little oat milk in there. A little oat milk. Oh, yeah, nice. A little bit. And I, Lance is dehydrating himself. I'm drinking the tears of my enemies. Yes. <laughs> and they or taste. Or just your own tears. Or, <laughs> or my own tears. Sweet. Just my own tears. Story to come soon. <laughs> Fight clubbing himself over here. <laughs> and last but not least, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? And you guys do look a little grumpy today. <laughs> not good. Not good. Just a grumpy podcast. If you're in a good mood, shut this off right now. <laughs> no, if you're in a good mood, we can change that for you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We can level you out. <laughs> if you're in a bad mood, then you should probably shut this off right now. <laughs> Things are getting bad. All right, let's backpedal this thing real quick. Matt, let's go first with yes, you. Because I don't have a whole bunch of horrible things to say. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm i in the thick of cross-country season, the thick of it. And I've been bringing the mountain bike almost every day and just nice. mountain biking around. It's been super fun and swimming a little bit nice. and a little bit of running. And I've been kind of doing the same thing where I do like a walk and then a 5K run and mm -hmm. then some, a little bit more walking and I call it good. 
And back at it, it, man. It's, it's something. Yeah. It's better than nothing. We need to get in on the indoor training season because there's been Zwift updates and there's a whole bunch of other stuff to do. So that's There's next. plenty of time for that. There's some. There's a lot of there's time for that of indoor time for stuff. That. But yeah. It's coming. Cool. Yep. I'm going to go again. Right after you. Go. Because my week wasn't very spectacular. I, I rode Monday through Friday. That was great. That is I, good. My quad was starting to feel better. The hip flexor and IT band were still kind of cranky, but it was feeling good. And then all of a sudden we got to Friday and it wasn't good because probably the night before was the last flogging ride of the season. And you laid into it a little bit. A little bit. And I was feeling it. Like I was, I told you, you, you wanted to go out and chase some KOMs on Friday because the wind was blowing pretty good. Right? I, mm. I did do that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can join you on this one, Lance. We still did a little ride with a friend of mine who was in town, and that was fun. But I ended up taking the weekend off just to give the leg a little bit of a break. Yeah, mm. Good times. But yeah, we did do the last flogging ride. That was fantastic. Good times. Is it feeling better today? Yeah, it's it's stiff. I was walking around like yeah. an eighty-year-old man all weekend. It was kind of mm. kind of funny. So yeah, yeah. But tight back welcome, yeah, yeah, just welcome to my world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stairs are hard. I'll get it sorted out though. Not a big deal. We could get ramps put in our house. Hey, there you go. This is true. Yeah, and one of those yeah. like little lifts or something that takes you up your stairs for you. What are those great, little scooter things called? Like a mark or something those. like that? Yeah. You know, those, life the, alert. Those when commercials we, sell. Those. At what age are you allowed to get the life alert? I'm getting. Garmin make a life alert. They need to get forty-one. Forty. We're good. We're good. These two other guys raced this past week. Who wants to go first? You guys want Rochambeau for it? I'll go first. Lance, you go. Lance yeah. is pissed off. You're shaved right now, too. I White, just realized dude, that. Trimmed. Tight, tight. Trimmed. Trimmed. Toit. This was an it angry looks trim. Nice. This was a <laughs> it's it was it's an appropriate amount of trimming. Is I like it. it. Inappropriate? Yeah. I mean, it needs to grow a little bit from there, but the base looks really nice. Yeah. I don't care anymore. What happened, dude? Uh, corn. Why are you so mad? Are we talking about corn cross? Oh, no. no. I think this was something else. This was, this was a personal <laughs> issue that happened this weekend. I... You know, I'm, I'm invested in lots of different things. I uh, own pieces of big apartment complexes all across the country mm-hmm. and whatnot. I own 11 units here in Vancouver. Two of them caught on fire Friday night. What? Yeah. So the high fire danger on Friday night because it was hot and we haven't had rain for 65 days in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. High winds. And we had high winds. And your tenants smoke a lot and of weed. And somebody, well, yeah, of course, doesn't everybody smoke weed? <laughs> this is anyway. Some of us don't have tenants. We, we still don't know what is what has happened. But two sure. of my i i i have six townhouses in an area near Vancouver Mall, and two of them are part of a four-unit building. And I only own two, and that whole building caught on fire. Ugh. So four units were damaged. My two of my units were almost burnt down not completely but like there wasn't much left over there were some walls still up that were charred but everything else was just burned out right the 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 roof is gone the attic completely flamed out the windows all burnt up the decks all burnt up i think it started on outside on a deck i still don't have the report from the fire marshal um i still haven't met with my insurance adjuster I could get a phone call any second and have to step away <laughs> or be done. So who knows what will happen in this next hour. I'm just waiting for people to come. So in. there was four total units. Four, you, four units. I own two of them. Did all four of them burn? Um, one didn't have much damage, but three of them are like total loss. And they have no idea like who the responsible party no. was. So it, what? It, it seems like it was a cigarette butt or ash. That was me. Sorry. Thanks. I just sometimes you gotta smoke when you gotta smoke. You know, even you, with windy and dry, you gotta be a real special kind of stupid to put out a cigarette butt on a day like that. I mean, there, there's like if you flipped on the radio on Thursday, yeah. I mean, it was all they're like everywhere. Hey, 
No fire. No fire. P- period. PGE was shutting off the power in yeah. sections of Portland to like, prevent fires. What level of, of yeah. stupid do you have to be? Like, well, it could have been somebody just walking by. Couldn't it? it might have. It probably that's wasn't true. even the tenants. Completely not the tenants. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, and and you <laughs> that person it, walking by then. Yeah. Oh right. My God. You just can't. Luckily, so, no nobody was hurt though, right? Nobody was injured. Um, um, I, my tenants, a couple of them lost almost everything. Oh, that's awful. So we're talking clothes, food, pictures, clothes, pictures, pictures personal items, furniture. Um, that the vehicles weren't, um, you know, damaged, but yeah, they oh, lost. The vehicles weren't. The vehicles okay. weren't. Probably didn't have renters insurance to cover it, that kind of, of stuff. So they're completely one hundred percent sol. They are sol. Oh. Yeah. Could you imagine, no. like, my God, yeah. I can't. No, I can't imagine. That is terrible. And I mean, and some of these tenants, they just they struggle just to pay me rent every month. Yeah. They're, Maybe they're there's something trouble. we can do. Yeah. Um, there was a GoFundMe that started. Um, yeah, is there for, for the for the one family that has two little girls? There oh. was a GoFundMe that started, and they have gotten some help with okay. that. Do you have the Maybe link? I don't link. have the link yet, so okay. it'll. Yeah, I'll we'll figure that out. That yeah. out. Yeah. We yeah. put them up in a hotel for a couple nights, Good. even though. I don't have to do that as a no, landlord. No, I mean, as, as soon as yeah. the place is inhabitable, the contract is null and void. Yeah. So, but it's just, it was, it was no fun. It was quite stressful. So, oh my gosh. Um, how does that work for insurance stuff? Do they like can potentially total out the location? Yeah. And then could you be done with those uh, locations? No, they'll be rebuilt. Then we'll, we'll rebuild them. You will. So, yeah, the trick is finding a contractor in this. Market, market, yeah. To do some work, we think we have somebody already kind of lined up, so to to help out. But I mean, I haven't even met with the insurance adjuster yet. I was yeah. expecting his call at like eight thirty this morning, and it is eleven thirty. And I still, well, I bet. Heard. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there were plenty of fires. I'm sure that's a busy, busy guy over the. Oh, yeah, there yeah. were several uh, fires. So yeah. There were several fires over the weekend, but that was the worst in Vancouver. Was it? Oh, yeah, oofed. That's so. not. That's not the number one thing you want in Vancouver on any day. No. On a positive note, you raced twice. I did race a couple times. We talked about uh, Trophy Cup already, where yeah. I sucked out there. I ended up like tenth. I can't. I don't remember. Out of fifty, how long did it take him to actually get the results up? So what happened was um, they had a chip timing system, mm-hmm. and it was a. It's one of the kinds that is a strip on your number, on your race number. Yeah. And if your race number wasn't on your the left side of your body, it did not read very well for Trophy Cup. So if it was like all the way on your back, it didn't read very well. And there were there was 140 people in my wave. There was there was too many people for them to to track numbers as people went by. Um, Wait, the system what, couldn't handle it. What the are system the chips? couldn't handle it. Are the chips in a number or what how are how are the chips it, It's like a it's like a foamy sticker that goes on the on the inside of your number that pins on your back. That's a bad idea. You guys need to do ankle bracelets. Those are much better. Yeah, it was just, it was what the they side. when you've got that many people in close proximity, a passive chip like that doesn't work all that great. You need to have an active chip that's going to be much more precise. That's oh, from soft po- uh, this well this is just from the timing company I used to work for back in Ohio. The, the the problem is though is, is that it was a hundred years ago. Is Everything's it, changed. That's true. <laughs> and that's also Ohio. <laughs> but was it is is it mad on the ground? Yes. 
Yeah, that's the the thing is the the yeah. chips are closer. That's that's what we were finding is that the, the further up the ground you get from them, the yeah, less those are still passive yeah. chips though. But if you have yeah. an active chip, it's just the way that it picks it up. You can have a mass finish, and everybody they'll they'll pick it up very precisely, and it doesn't have okay. a mat that's going to be reading that. So okay. I don't know. anyway, it doesn't that's matter. Yeah. It's still yeah, not right. entirely sorted, um, and and they didn't have enough. Oh, like Obra officials to read numbers as they went by, and there were so many people they couldn't catch everybody going by. So they tried to recreate the results. Don't they have the high speed camera running? I don't even know. Uh, usually they have that set up at all the races, and for, then they but could... for every lap, it counts people going by oh, every single I guess lap. That, yeah. I think they just do it for the end. That's anyway. It took to like sit there. it took like three days then just to get the results out because huh. and everybody was like, "What is going on?" I mean, we were chip timed, and it just. It didn't quite work right. You need to use E8 timing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the ankle chips, which we used on the race yesterday on Sunday, mm-hmm. worked flawlessly. Yep. Worked great. So, yeah. but. Yeah. You live and learn. Yeah. Timing's tough. Timing is tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not easy, especially with those, like, clo- <laughs> as, as a race organizer, the last thing you was, but there's, like, a photo, photo finish cover, you're like, God, please, somebody break away. Right. Just somebody, like, do not, do not make this close. <laughs> no, so I did go race Corn Cross uh, yesterday. It was kind of funny. The weekend race, the 50-plus race, had half the number that they had on the Tuesday night race. Now, I was That's talking so. with Paul earlier, and he said that the attendance on the whole was down, and it probably has was. a lot to do with the smoke in the air, correct? Yeah. We, we had, like, a 150 AQI the night before. Yeah. And you woke up that morning and it, 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 it was better. Yeah. It was like near a hundred. But if you look outside, it looked worse than it, it actually looked was. worse. Yeah. Saturday morning? Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday was better. Yeah. So so people may have woken up and say, I oh, forget it. I'm not yeah. gonna go do this race. And I wouldn't blame them. I yeah. mean, I had a big question too, but I was like already dressed and hadn't slept in like two days. I'm like, ah. forget it. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. Best best in the West had the same issue Saturday. Yeah. Which down four sound, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually closer to some of the fires that were happening. Uh, I think I think I think four yeah. was a little worse. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up <laughs> a little little free music. Oh, sorry about that. music. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. But yeah, I ended up doing the 50 plus race. I, uh, I completely sucked. (laughs) Blame the AQI. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to blame the AQI. Are you having fun? Um, I had a great time for like three laps and then three laps were just pure torture. How are the, how are the ribs? They hurt the whole freaking time. Yeah, they really did. Like more than I thought. Do you know what's not going to help your ribs healing? Massive amounts of stress. No. No. You should take it easy. Well, it's the thing. Like just riding my bike, that doesn't bother me. But riding at like 22 miles an hour and dismounting at full speed to run over two barriers, which I did like eight times. It's it, the rotation, man. It's like I woke up this yeah. morning and I'm like... That rotation's brutal. Oh, I can't really walk very well because yeah. just the force. I'm, I don't run anymore. I can't I can't run anymore. All of a sudden, I'm trying to run full speed, carrying a bike over two barriers. Stupid! What the crap? As Matt has already found out, though, is that... Are you cranky today? I'm not good. I'm not good, I'm not good man. How's your sleep, man? I slept like crap. How's I am not whoop? sleeping. How's your whoop score? Your My whoop, whoop scores are terrible. <laughs> this morning, what was your whoop, uh, whoop recovery score? Uh, I, think I, was in, this I think I was in the 50s. High okay. stress. High stress. Tell you what, for for for, for a retired guy, fifties is bad. Oh, Thirty four. <laughs> oh, yeah. never mind. That's terrible. Yeah, it was not good. You're in the yellow zone, man. <laughs> it's not. time to pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
So I, I, I wasn't planning on staying out there very long because uh, I have a lot going on. And uh, I ended up staying all day out there at the race because I was, I was out there with my teammates and my friends and having a good time and watching other people race. And every time I was about ready to leave, all of a sudden there was somebody that needed my help, which was, I was happy to provide, you know, it's Nate was saying like that you had helped him with a bike switch. I did. Mm -hmm. Nate, Nate, um, got the whole shot in his two, three race and was, um, he, he was racing great and he flatted like in the first like quarter lap. And so I noticed that and immediately ran to the pit to try to help him. And we were trying to repair the tire in the pit and, Jerry Pruitt ran in with his bike and said, Nate, take my bike. Right. So Nate, you know, so. Were they running the same uh, pedal? Yeah. Oh, we're nice. both on SPDs. That was Sweet. the first thing Jerry asked. Are you on SPDs? Yep. Here, take this. Yeah. <laughs> so he jumped same, on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just that Jerry is like 40 pounds lighter, lighter. than. So tire he's pressure. Running, was... He was running 20 PSI. It was too low and he burped it. <laughs> and he burped this. Yeah. He, had to, he had to pull in at the next burped lap tire. and like pump the tires up. Oh no. Yeah. It was. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't he had, you guys had a good time out there. That's what matters. We did. We had a great time. Uh, like in between a couple races, you know, Paul comes up to me. His race wasn't till like three o'clock, and it was like one yeah. fifteen, and I was like getting ready to leave. <laughs> and Paul's like, "Hey, I think I found a gravel trail over here. Do you want to go explore it?" Yep. <laughs> I put my hell on. I was like just in a t-shirt and shorts, and we just like took off. And, That's awesome. And that found was, his gravel that's trail. So awesome. It's like, Lance, like, oh my God, literally my world is burning down. Hey, want to go rest random ground uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. It's way better than dealing life with is, apartment Life complexes. is too short to not yes. take the random gravel trail. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to have a good attitude and not yeah. freak the F out. Yeah. Which would be a very reasonable response to what's <laughs> happened in the last couple yes. days. But I mean, at the very at the very least, with that situation, as awful as that always lands, is glad nobody was you nobody's know, injured. Hurt. Yeah, that's everybody's life's changed, but yes. nobody was injured. <laughs> some, some lives were ruined, but some that's, lives that's were terrible. ruined. Oh my god! Uh, I'm trying not to laugh about it because it's not really oh, you a laughing the, matter. No, but you have laughing to doesn't help of, your ribs. It, no, it, the laughing does not help my ribs. No. So, anyway. Oh man, I'll give it time. Maybe, I know. Maybe something good will come out of this for everyone involved. That that sucks, but I, I haven't had that really good of a year this year, and maybe this will eventually turn out to be a good thing for people. I'm hoping. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Time for a new rabbit foot. Yeah, oh. I know the Hepler luck. <laughs> it seriously, it, it did not work in 2022. The fi- the, the the fire situation the, every oh, single crazy. year once we hit this August September line is just getting dangerous. I'm just really second guessing my smoking decisions <laughs> on Saturday morning <laughs> when I was out for a walk in downtown Vancouver oh, well, or, there. or down Near by the, the Vancouver, Vancouver Mall. Mall. Yeah, by the yeah. Mall. Vancouver Mall. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> second. Okay, job hat. Come on, Curly. Awesome. Let's hear let's hear Evan's crappy you know story. Oh, don't no, worry. He'll cheer us up. Such a this better, cheer us up. It was it's Lance had true bad life things happen. I had things that in my head are bad to me. So this is this is a good perspective. There's like Lance had truly terrible things in that poor oh. family there. And then there's people who go and do triathlons that are lucky just to be able to do a triathlon. But uh so we me and Cassie um went to a wedding uh in Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara is beautiful. 
Who here is about, Jake, did you guys ever go and like visit Santa Barbara oh, yeah. much or anything? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Santa Barbara is about how far from where you grew up? Three hours. Three hours. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I know in California to me, I'm always like, oh, it's close there. And then somebody's like, oh, it's an eight hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I own a, a piece of two different hotels in Santa Barbara. Seriously? I do. Oh, okay. Can I stay at one of your hotels yeah, for free? The, no, no, it's the, please. Yeah, <laughs> you Thanks. cannot. Thanks, Lance. Thanks, Lance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in that hotel and be like, no, no, no. You're my best friend. This is on Lance. Charge this guy double, please. No, no, no. Lance said put it on his credit card. Trust me, I know. I can show you a picture. See, <laughs> but uh, we, um, uh, two of our wonderful uh, friends, former roommate of ours, too, uh, got married, and they had a great wedding. Drove after the wedding. I'm. It's two day. Well, it was Friday night. Was the wedding? My race is on Sunday, and I just right after the wedding drove straight up to Santa Cruz. So I got to drive. That was at night too. I, oh man, it I was, was wondering. I was about almost that. gonna call. I, I, I was like going through my phone, like who is awake right now? I am like starting to get tired. I need to call yeah. somebody. You were almost on my list. Of, been, I would have. I knew Jake and Lance you. were asleep hours ago. I was like, <laughs> yeah. is Matt coding yes. right now? Maybe he's doing work yes. stuff right now. <laughs> he's always working. Call me. I was like, Matt probably put the kids to bed, and he is like actually doing work right now. But when else? But yeah, it was. You know, I. Love Cal. I, I love that part of California. It's only a four hour drive from Santa Barbara up to Santa Cruz. Only a four hour drive at yeah. midnight. It was, it was a long drive at that time of night, but, um, you know, get, get up there. And I just, I'm really enjoying traveling to these races now. Like, it's just fun being at these races. I'm now like one of the older guys in the pro field too. So it's like, you know, you just get there and get, like you get to help out some of the younger kids, which is always fun. And, yeah. you know, cause they always have something that's going wrong or needs fixing. Cause triathlon's a mess to try and get ready for these races do you get a lot of the um oh my tires are flat and i have no idea how to pump them up <laughs> yeah exactly that yes. yeah Where, i thought from, jake von during would be like, here uh, <laughs> jake von during would be here to help where's, us. Like, where's my like pump boy i need a pump boy <laughs> from like an eight-year pro he's like oh i just you know they always do it for me so someone someone's supposed to pump my tires for me and yeah. jake's not here damn it damn it but yeah so you know we we get well i i get up there cassie comes up the next day but, um, you know, I was feeling good. I've been doing a ton of boring training and feel very fit going into this yeah. race as I was talking with Matt before. So it was the most confident I've ever gone into a race. I know this course. I know that this type of course favors me. So it was definitely a race where I was like, I really want to battle for that, like top 10 range today. Now, what we were joking after the race, actually, but Ben Deal was making this joke that this was the mid pack world championship in our book. Everybody <laughs> who funny. did, who really was not going to Kona or is not yeah. going to PTO Dallas came to this race. Yeah. So this race was like the most dense mid pack race. It was like 30, 31 starters, I think just dense mid pack. And everybody was within like a percent or two of each other, like 15 guys oh, wow. all like right there. So, you know, we, it's a beach start in Santa Cruz after Oceanside too. I'm starting to find out I am a really bad beach starter. It mm. is, it's a violent start. Like you're sprinting down to the beach. Ernie Mantel got punched. Like not, not like, oh, hey, dude, bunch into me. Some guy was, I'm not going to say the name, but even though you know the name, who was mad at the line that Ernie took in front of him, literally punched him. I feel like <laughs> you would oh be really gosh. good at handling the rough stuff because of your soccer background. And yes. You, you just have a weird attitude of like, ha ha, yeah, I just got yeah. hit in the head. Like you're just, it's funny when, when you, I hear you talk about some of the pro races, I'm like, I would have been pissed. And you were like, it happens, you know? I, and I, I've never been somebody who gets start anxiety or anything like yeah. that. But what I realized was to be good at these beach starts, you have to be really good at the timing of your dive. Yeah. So I actually got to the water almost first because there was, who was next to me? Um, 
I think Matt Burton was next to me and you, Hasio, was right next to me too. And me and you know we're like, okay, he's a little bit faster than me, mm-hmm. but I need to stay with him. So I just like elbow you to get him like behind me because I'm like, oh, if he has to swim by me, that's great. Yeah. And I'm just like running right next to Matt Burton, just like hitting his arm the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get into the water good, but I dive too early. And okay. you lose a lot. Like if you don't time your dolphin dive you to start like five well, five to ten feet, all of a sudden, and then and that five gone. to ten feet yeah. becomes they're game gone. over. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> me, me, and you are now battling each other to try and get to this pack up in front of us. He's a good swimmer. We hit the first turn buoy, and he starts to drop me. But is there anything that we could do in training to work oh, on this stuff? I, I just need me. Me and Josh have been doing it. This next year is just violent pool work. Like just getting. We could do. We could do stuff like on Vancouver. Vancouver Lake has a beach. Yeah start that's, or whatever i was i was talking it's with not, ari it's not I was, waves i was talking with ari after the race and that's what we're going to start doing because yeah. he had the same issue at his start and it was like we're, we're going to start doing some vancouver lake run-ins where it's like hit each do other it, do it next summer in. or something yeah. yeah yeah but you know i mean it's uh, otherwise you know you get through the swim it wasn't quite as fast i went like 27 low it wasn't quite i i needed to be in the like 25s it's not bad, it's not bad. I know. next next For, year i need to be in the 25s to be with the group but <laughs> That's a lot and of improvement. Ran, and you swam, yes. what, 27 something? 27, 10, I think, or something. It's not bad lines. at all. No, I mean, it was like... It's actually my, pretty good. My A goal was 26, 30. It's a couple seconds off. It's not a big deal. You have a massive run-up after this swim, though. It's mm. it's like a three-minute run up to transition oh, wow. through the beach, too. Yeah. So it's I was easy. actually... It, it was a hard run, and I was keeping even to Ari up ahead of me. But I get into transition. I, I don't have the world's fastest T1. I kind of slipped up a little bit and lost uh, the group in front of me. So I had to put 30 minutes had a lot of watts in for 30 minutes because I had to catch that group. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. Uh, As this race went on, it was actually the right move for me to do that, really. But I, I gave myself a cap. I said, if you don't get them in 30 minutes, you got to just settle back in. Because I, I had this conversation with Ernie before the race where he was like, you always got to set a cap on effort. Knowing Were that if it doesn't happen, your watts? I was. Okay. I Did was. you say like, I'm not going to go over, over 400 three, or something? Uh, 340 was my limit actually. So okay. I was trying to high cadence up the climbs too. And you were going 330? 330. I was just 300 okay. to 330, 300 to 330 back and forth. Uh, the way that the average, my, my power meter dropped out too, but we were trying to do some, I think I was in the 280s overall for the mm-hmm, whole race, mm-hmm. but that race is a weird power type race. Everybody's power is a little bit lower because just with the way the rollers work, your legs get just toasted because you're nothing but 350, zero, 350, zero, yeah. three. Mm, it's just yeah. over and over. So I'm glad I've been trained the way I have, but it definitely was not a good steady power course. It was hard to pace yourself because you know you're, the, the, the surges just take you out of your zones always. But um, I get up to the group. There's like six or seven guys in this group. And I know that it's you and Ari are doing all the work on the front. So I go straight to the front and I basically tell you in very colorful terms, we're going to drop the baggage mm-hmm. and we, we start doing some serious work. Ari had great bike legs on this. He, after the race said his legs felt like he, like he couldn't feel the pedals all day. He, he was having one of those leg days and we were putting in a lot of work and the guys behind us, I'm like I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna say names, but it's guys that were, did not take a single pull and were hanging in our draft the, the entire time, which is frustrating when you're on the front for 10 minutes, putting in a lot of work and knowing that there's guys behind you doing 30% of that work. So you gets frustrated and he looks at me and says, we're going right now. And this was a little bit before the turnaround. Mm. So he just goes. And when that guy goes, he goes like it's no, nobody's going to stay with him. So we are bridging actually up to the chase pack. 
which mm-hmm. is a group that has Ben Deal, Ernie Mantel, fast guys in this group. So we are making up time, which was very motivating as we're starting to drop some of our baggage. And Eric Lagerstrom's off the front somewhere. Yeah, Eric Lagerstrom. was good, I'm sure. Yeah, and T.O. And, T.O. T.O. and Matt Sharp are up there. So those Tim three O'Donnell. Were, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tim O'Donnell. Yeah. T.O. T.O. His friends. His friends called you. T.O. He's kind of a close friend of ours. Timmy. Timmy was up there. (laughs) So those three were like working together. Yeah. And there was a, I think he's German, uh, super Uh, cyclist who went like too low, who just set the bike course record there, I think actually. Ruben Zpegnik. Uh, former it. former Nailed pro it. cyclist, I'm pretty sure, and dude is insanely strong on a bike. But but he uh, he also blew through the field on the run, so he was he was just a super cyclist that day. But um, you know we we get like use uh, comes the turnaround. He's really pushing well, and me and Ari decide that moment we're like we gotta we, we gotta follow this move right now. So I start pushing. Ari comes out in front of me, and Ari starts to push a little bit, and then I come by him again, and then for like. Five minutes I'm out there and all of a sudden the motorbike comes up to me and shows me a blue card, which is a five minute penalty. That is, of, that's a penalty for drafting. For drafting. Are there well, different colored? There's, there's, there's a, so there's only a 30 second and a five okay, minute. Gotcha. Uh, the yellow is 30 seconds and the blue is five minutes. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can get this penalty. So when when people like talk about it, it's, there, there's a lot of different things that can happen that technically qualifies a five minute penalty. So... <laughs> needless to say at that moment the language I was, that you used was, oh, was I was, definitely I was qualified furious you for a at the bike I was so furious <laughs> yeah. did you, not did not cuss at the bike let the record show I literally was only asking them what is the pe- like what is the penalty is all I was saying looked at me put the car down and just drove off so I'm like alright we're <laughs> that's that's that so I was it's it's tough getting that penalty having been at the front for it's you yeah. I'm racking my brain I'm like what possibly could that have been for when you're sitting on the front for 50% of the work of a group of six. So we, you know, uh, Ari comes by me. I am so frustrated at this point. I, he starts to go and I just let the gap go. The two guys behind us who we had dropped catch back up to me figures. They decide not to pull. So I'm still pulling basically at this point. Mm. So at that point, I can see Ari and you are like 30 seconds up the road. And I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to get my head in the game and actually work. Like, I want to still race today. So I work. I hold the gap. I think they got like 45 seconds on me at one point. And uh, we're coming in. I got the penalty tent like right before transition. Without the penalty, I would have had like the 14th bike, I think, on the day. Like a really good but Like mm-hmm. I, I actually biked into the group ahead of us. Yeah. So it's... A long, long story, but basically they're one of the guys who was hanging on our group. We uh, looked at their his Strava, and he averaged 206 watts and went 211. I went 210 low, Whoa. 210 low, to, uh, w- without my dropout in power, about 285. So sounds so, to me like you're doing too much work on the bike, I, A. It's, it sounds to me like I need to cheat better, apparently. And then what, B, you, <laughs> you failed at your cheating. Don't get, don't get those penalties. So apparently, get, if no I problem. just drafted, I wouldn't get a penalty is basically the, the, the lesson we Gotta were taught. Do that and, yeah. Because and apparently, if you're on the front now, you're, you're going to get a drafting penalty if somebody's drafting you. I think they give yeah, you the penalty because I shouldn't let him draft me, apparently. Done that. So you came into the penalty tent. Had to sit there for five minutes. Yes, and I never come. So I've I've always had a firm stance of I've never gotten a penalty before, but I always hated the guys who would cuss out or yell at. And I mean, you're you're hot in this point. Like anybody who's done like high level sports, you know, it's anything yeah. you say in these moments is like you gotta take it with a grain Stupid. of salt. Yeah. 
But I always make sure I don't say anything because these are volunteers and they they have no idea what the penalty was. They had nothing to do with it. The people in the tent. Yeah. Yes. yes. So there's that. just some nice lady handing out a timer. Yes, I literally, literally got there and I just asked her how her day was going and we talked for five minutes. Oh my gosh. She was such a sweet lady. Calm me down, actually. I get to give Ari a split as he's running by and he's moving. I did, like He was like face determined like he's going to move through the field. So I kind of, at that point, decided, I'm like, okay, we're still going to run fast. Like, yeah, I, we, I, we, I get a five-minute break, and I'm just going to gonna lay fast. down a fast yeah. run. Yeah. Mm. You didn't so, go out too hot, did you? On the run? No, no, I timed it perfect. Okay. I, I did nice everything work. great. So nice I, you know, get off. At that point, I'm definitely off the pack I needed to be in. Start the run, and I almost nail. I, I was a little, I was like 545. I, I wanted to run 550s to start. Mm -hmm. But the way this course works out is there's a middle two miles that is all on sand. Oh. So it is brutal if your legs aren't feeling good. So I was holding back the whole first five miles because I, I knew this section's coming. It's like, <laughs> sand sand if, you're, if, if your legs are dead, you're going to die. We, we, we call it the bluff is what they call that. And you, you will die in the bluff. Otherwise, Matt Sharp fell apart in the bluff, mm -hmm. actually. That's when T.O. dropped him. But Tim, um, Tim O'Donnell. Tim O'Donnell. Tim O'Donnell. <laughs> so I, I'm bummed because I felt great the whole run i never went to the well once yeah you got a five minute break yeah felt great <laughs> to be honest i actually think i would have run faster without the five minute break because my leg got stiff in you those can five tell minutes. yourself that that's oh i will <laughs> i will i will because i because i know what my legs are supposed to feel like coming off the bike and that first mile was like holy crap i felt like i just slept on a plane for the last three hours like that's literally what i felt like because we were uh, talking, they handed out like seven penalties that day. So all of us were talking after and multiple of these guys cramped in the first mile oh, coming off. Oh no. I mean, when you're, when you're, you, know, you, you guys know this, if you, if I was to pull you off on a lap on cyclocross all of a sudden and they'd be like, Hey dude, jump back in like to the yeah. last lap, yeah, your, you, your quads you like, would hate you. you. Terrible. Yeah. But the, the second half of the run felt great. I was very, but I'm not trying to go through numbers in my head. I would have been very much in competition for that 12th without that loss in momentum but what um what was your running time um so it was 118 and change was my my watch has so the the course we were all talking after the course is a little long that's why like eric runs 114 there so the half time was like 11710 is what i had it at that's good so it was it was a good it was a good day and um what so, about yeah. ari what did ari run ari ran the best run of the day 113 30 he outran matt sharp he outran tim o'donnell he outran eric lagerstrom he is and he ended up eighth on the day wow yeah nice. got in the money i can't believe ben deal had such a good race i guess i'm just not Ben's back fit he he really is it was it was fun talking with him after the race yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's slowly fun. coming back fit so he did you um see that he ran with summer's chip Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. funny. Someone was crushing it. His uh, <laughs> wife, wife. Yeah. Okay, yeah. His wife um, is also a pro triathlete, but mm -hmm. she, he mixed up their their chips, numbs, chips, and then she didn't he race. Was crushing or whatever. the women's field. <laughs> it was for a long time. For a long time, summer was just like crushing just the crushing. women's field. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Uh, so, did you get an answer as to so why you got the penalty? I'm. I'll go into some detail. A after the race, I originally, there was a couple guys who were really mad about their penalties. Um, there was one guy who was causing issues out on the course and caused a couple penalties. Uh, to get into some detail, there, there's something called slotting in, which is like not passing appropriately. You got it. So not passing the whole field. Yes. You can't. Yeah. yeah so you, you have, to go, have to go all the way to the, the front. Yeah. 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 So, yep. so, so if there are four guys in a line and somebody from the back wants to pass and all of a sudden slots in randomly into two evenly spaced guys, that causes an issue because the guy behind him is drafting. You do accordion, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. you got to accordion quick, and if there's a ref right there in that moment, that 
F's everybody there, yes, basically. And, right. And the ref kind of has to not know what's going on. Yes. So they have to like come in and see at the wrong yes. time. So right. the problem in the sport right now is a lot of our refs, and, and I'll speak openly about this because they're very nice people. I talked to them after the race, and there, there were some guys like getting angry at him stuff. So I, when I went up to I, I, They don't want to screw up their job no, either. No. I told him, I told him, I was like, hey, like, thanks for being out here. And actually, thanks for giving penalties too, because I was just in Salem where nobody got a penalty, and there was a draft monster sitting through that race. Or the age groupers. Oh, what the I'm heck? not even going to get started on Everyman Jack. Everyman Jack is a is a draft pack. I know why those guys never take their pro cards now. Outside of Justin Reel, it's a different story. The guy <laughs> who won the race is legit, and he will go pro. They, they went one through three, I think. Yeah, they did. Uh, the two and three are drafting cheaters, and I've seen them in multiple races. <laughs> uh, we're making all right sorts now. of friends today. Oh, I like call it. Dial I'll call podcast. them right now. <laughs> Justin Reel, though, is is absolutely legit. That guy's going to jump in the pro field next year, and will be fast. Nice. But, um, and you, you know... These, these refs, a lot of them haven't raced triathlon or definitely did not race at this level. So the, the problem is a lot of the penalties they were giving, which people were arguing, is the moto's coming up from behind yep. and giving this penalty. Where's your measurement there? Yeah. It's, you, there, there, there's a certain distance you that you've got to know. You need to be able to see it 200 yeah. yards back, you're telling me you can see that? Yeah, no. And then also these people who haven't raced, so they come up on a group and see a moment. And don't know anything of the dynamics that was going on in that group before. So what was happening is two of the guys got a penalty where there was a group of four. Uh, actually, I, I think it was more. It was it was Deal's group, I think. And one of the guys got it. And then it was in the group that I was in before I got to them. Um, somebody tried to pass unsuccessfully, slots in, and they give the penalty to the guy that he slots in front of. So... Think about that. That makes no sense to punish the guy who is behind. I'm not even sure if that's actually the letter of the law. I think you're supposed to, the slaughter in the, oh is yeah, supposed no. to get the penalty. He's supposed to get the penalty for sure. And that was not what was given. So it was, the head ref was talking, there was some confusion with one of the, the refs who was giving what the head ref believes was incorrect penalties, actually. So there was actually even an argument between the referees. In that conversation, I decided, well, I'm not going to, when this, the, the penalty's not getting taken away. You know, this is, yep. we were joking about before. It's like if it, they call a field goal, no good. It's not like they're going to protest after and get the game changed. So there was no point. I, you know, yeah, was as nice as I could with that, I said, hey, you know, appreciate that you guys are out here. This is not an easy job. I appreciate it. But I did mention one thing that I said is we, we need to, the pros need to have sit downs with the refs. And there needs to be an understanding both ways as to what happens in these races. Because since they have not raced them, you know, it would be like, like a UCI ref who's never been a pro cyclist. You you need to understand how the peloton works yeah, right. to be a referee. In triathlon, you need to understand how the races work to be a referee. The the, the best example, now I'll stop talking about this, was Trip Hipple in Boulder got a drafting penalty. Trip moved through the entire field that day, had the best bike split, and he got a penalty because as he pulls up to the last group, which has been drafting each other all day, he technically, by the letter of the law, they said slingshot his way around. But if you know how the dynamics of that race work, you're not going to give Trip the penalty because the guy literally has been by himself for two hours. They should look at they should like literally look at the times. And if you're like the best yeah. bike split, you probably you, shouldn't get a penalty. No, like you, you just but they make no those way. decisions on the fly, on the fly and sit in, in the moment. In the yes, moment, exactly. From a, so, and the problem is, is they, they need to understand this is these guys living. Yes, there's rules. There yeah. has to be a little gray room, and you've got to understand the race dynamics. They there are. Yeah. Have you guys seen this? There's this new try tech thing where it's basically like yeah. little, they're kind of like little radars on the back yep. and then on the front of other bikes and they can mm -hmm. measure those distances and then yep. they can send that information to um like a, a tablet or something that the refs would have yeah and be like this person's been drafting for yeah 
this amount of time. There was somebody who gave a great idea that they should have those beep as a warning. So you have 10 seconds to get out of or, any situation. Or, or color. Or flashes yeah. red that you're yeah. in the zone. Exactly. Yeah. And then what and would you be- you got five seconds yeah. to get out of the zone. And what would be great about that is all the drafters, they would just get dropped from those groups now. Because, yeah. oh, okay, it's flashing. Uh, do I really want to risk this to get this penalty right now? Yep. Okay, no, you back out. Then that guy's putting out three tens dropping you. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're getting dropped. You're not going to be able to do 209 for no. a 211. No. Yeah. No, because that's interesting. The man they who sh- did that's getting dropped out of our. You group. would think they'll get to that point. It just depends the on technology how technology is there. There's is. a company yeah. that's doing it, and they want to. The, I mean, the problem. The problem is, is, is does Iron Man care? Right. There's one client. Yeah. You're trying to sell this technology. Right. There's only one person you can sell it to. What's Iron their Man. What's their leverage? All of their leverage. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They have 110 percent of all leverage. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like you with yeah. your apartment complex. You're trying to buy and find someone to contractor to build it. There's like one guy. There's only one guy <laughs> available. Like, hmm. Who I'm am I going to choose? What should I, what should I charge you? <laughs> well, you can charge me whatever How, de- how desperate are you? Good. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, I mean, long, long back to say, I've got a race in Augusta in two weeks. I am very fiery right oh, now. My too. older brother's hey, gonna be there. Quit uh, cheating, would you? I Evan? am going to. I am. I was. I was joking with Ernie after the race. I was like, any group I come up to in this race, I am going to fly by them at thirty-five effing miles an hour, and I am and not letting the bird anybody like. on my wheel. Okay. So my older brother's gonna be in Augusta. To, to oh, race. seriously? Yeah. And my old neighbor. Who's, um, Can I do a mock he, interview with he, him as a joke? I, yes, I want to do a mock interview with him. My old yeah. neighbor weighs about 95 pounds. And do you know Malagrand? Do you know Malagrand? <laughs> uh, my old neighbor is like this, you know, we call him Big Al. He's he's tiny. It's a tiny guy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but like he like ran cross country and is into triathlon now and stuff like that. And so look for those two people. Yes, Augusta, I'm, I'm fine. And hang, hang out with them. Grab I coffee need, with I them need, or something. I need a picture from both of you and I, I'm going to yeah, find them. No problem. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. That'll be fun. Be a good race. Yeah, cool. that's a long trip for you. Fly into Atlanta, drive I guess over. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long I think trip. I used to own a strip mall good. in Augusta. <laughs> Seriously. Burned Do you know down. Burned down. <laughs> <laughs> Sold it. It burned down. Someone's smoking. Somebody's um, smoking. But uh, that's gonna, that's, I think that that's a fast swim. Like it's Very fast I swim. I think it's going to be helpful for you, right? Yep. Like it's fast a, swim. Uh, the bike seems fair. It seems like a normal bike. Yeah, and then the yeah, run yeah. seems fast. But the problem is, is the humidity that's in what I was wondering right now if the is humidity. insane. Hopefully mm-hmm. it'll break before. I mean, you need, it to get, you need to get lucky with the weather. I need, I need the weather to not be that bad. Santa Cruz was actually super uh, humid. It was 70% humidity during Ooh. the race. So I was happy that at least I did not, I felt great that whole time. Yeah. I was taking ice every single light station. You should do some time. sauna. I know that seems like a weird thing to suggest. Next season but I'm like, going to. Well, a and, little and bit we do, of sauna before. I do a lot of the aerobic training this summer in the garage, and our garage has. Yeah, that's true. Our our garage becomes a sauna at do one point. It is, think, it is a sauna. You think I have an actual a, sauna you can come I know. use. For I'm two not weeks. that crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh it's no! Just, for, for 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 just sitting in the next yes. two weeks, yeah. go not, sit not in the sauna. Not training. You can't train in it. No, I know. And Josh Monda and I are going to start spending. I mean, he's already doing it, but I was like, I'll join you. With, I'll join you in the sauna. We should definitely do that. We should do that as a post podcast routine. Come straight, up with straight to Lance's and, house, and but he you just got to text me. Hey, can you turn on the sauna so it's hot? Yeah, you really should for the next two weeks. Just do it. I do. Champ here. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Enough of that. Longest backpedal ever. Longest backpedal All right. Champ Bailey, what's up, dude? Okay, there was some racing that happened. The Vuelta España. Vuelta. What do you think, Evan? Remco Hot take. How do you, Remco how do you feel about that? How do you feel but about that? Who here believes that if Roglic doesn't go down, 
Is it different? I don't think it would have been different. I mean, I think Remco still won. Roglic was gaining on him, but like only 20 seconds at a chunk, and it wasn't enough. And he was still like a minute and a half down, and there wasn't enough mountain stages left. Remco was still strong. Was it stage 19 or? Whatever. Yes. So when he won, yeah, I mean, he he's still when he needed to be the strongest guy. He was still, he was still the strongest. So do you guy. think now that he's won a Grand Tour, his first Grand Tour? Do you think the next 22. big thing is like people are going to start looking for him for the big Tour de France? Yeah, but, I, but I don't before. think he's going to win the Tour. Tade's already come out and says he's relishing the opportunity to race against. Bring it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's like, like, bring I, it on, jump. I, I don't think he's at today and Vingegaard's level right now. I don't think he's quite there. He's that very next he tier. Third. He's very next tier, He'll but he's, he's not those two. 22, same age as those guys? Yeah. Ish. Well, that's Roughly. well, that's his problem is, I mean. Yeah. They're all the same age. If they're going to keep on racing the tour, he has to be better than the two best guys in his Correct. generation. Yeah. He's, he's got better just, drugs, though. Remco, for sure. <laughs> Quickstep's got good <laughs> drug money. They got great drug money. He needs a team. He, he drank this like also, little bottle so that looked like like beet juice yeah. after every single stage. Like yeah. the, immediately the first thing they gave him this like unlabeled bottle of mix that he sucked down. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> I think the but the whole team too. was drinking the same thing. There's like the whole UAE. It's cocaine. It's liquid every, cocaine. Every result of Remco's, there's always like something. There's always something. There's always something with some this gray. guy. There's always some gray. Was he running his mouth after? I didn't watch any like post anything. Was he like... Yeah pretty high on himself or like i try to not follow him just pounding media. a little bit about remco <laughs> he was thrilled he was thrilled with he himself cried, was he good. was super happy yeah. um i all i saw was little clips of it i didn't quite see it gotcha yeah lance has got a hot take here he's gonna go take Ooh. this hot take you phone call have to figure out the rest let's do of the, let's do this uh, call wait, live you mean <laughs> i gotta step out hold on you mean champ bailey what, should we champ pipe bailey you in call. here real quick lance <laughs> awesome who, who is the other cornerback for Denver at that time. Oh, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey alternative. Somebody dominant, or Fox, wasn't it like? The quarterback? No, no, corner, Pl- cor- oh, cornerback. Oh, Cornerback, I have no idea. They had a great secondary those years. Jake Plummer was the quarterback. Anyway, Jake Plummer sitting in now. I'll be <laughs> Jake, Jake the Snake. What happened in triathlon news? <laughs> Jake the Snake is a, is a closet, really big triathlon fan, actually. Yes. Um, triathlon did have some races, actually. Super League is back. Yeah. In case anybody's this wondering. Second round, I think. Maddie Hauser, a former surfer, is very, very fast oh, right that's now. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. It's this is a yeah. cycling podcast. Because now. This is, this is, <laughs> is it, though? This is, is it today? <laughs> is it, though? This is a trap. Is it, though? We actually need to start talking about our Kona takeover. We do. We do. It's coming up ha- soon. It's going to have to happen soon. We it's need Josh Amondo on here. We do. We do. But yeah, it was um, the, so in Wisconsin. There was an Ironman yes. in Wisconsin where Bad it weather? poured rain Ugh. and was freezing yep. the entire time. I mean, absolutely freezing. Ben Hoffman, one of the toughest human beings alive, pulled out. That's how brutal Whoa. that race was. But uh, um, who won that one? The uh, old old man Brent McMahon. Okay. Old man strong. Oh my god. Old man strong. That's whew, yeah. That guy can suffer. But uh, Cody Beals came in second. That's what I was, well, thinking. I was thinking. Cody Beals, old man in triathlon speak. Anything over 40, 40. I would okay, say is pretty old. old. Because, yeah, like, I mean, guys still 37, 38, 39 are still very fast at the top so of their game. So that's pretty old. That's pretty but old. But over the full distance, you can be in your 40s and still very competitive. Yeah. I mean, still, you know, you're you're definitely one of the older guys in the field then at that point. But you're, you are you can be very strong at that age. How like far are you going to try and go into your... <sighs> long time. Till it's like... Yeah. Till they just till I say, get out of here, beat it. Yeah. Till I suck. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, I really do whenever I mean because you know a guy like Josh Monda keeps on pushing back what I, know, I think is right. going to be the age when I get slower Josh yeah. is faster than he's ever been right now yeah, yeah. 
And, I, and, and it's not like he wasn't fit. I mean, he was very fit in his 20s. Josh yep. is what, 41? 41. Yep. Yeah, 41. That's about, for me, from about 40 to 40, well, when I got hit by the car. Yeah, uh, 43. That was, those were my fastest, strongest years. Yeah. So, yeah. and then who knows without, you know, without that accident, yeah. still. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to be anything spectacular, but yeah. like I was training well, up. And then, so, and then mean, we got Chris Hannell, who oh, yeah. seems to be getting faster ever since. I mean, who knows? That guy could be 60 and still flying. Oh, I yeah. will not put it past him. Yeah. I, I would not yep. be surprised. But yeah, this guy over here. What I miss? I'm what back. Is he, 58. That was a quick uh, tri- triathlon talk. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Did you talk about Monda? Oh, yes. We're always talking about In the local <laughs> news. We already talked about cyclocross enough, right? Like, that was plenty of Wait, local cyclocross. Did you, already, did you cover all the cyclocross races? Oh, yeah. Go. No. Yeah, yeah, Go. yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> You're all faking it. You don't care. Uh, there, there, actually, we just had corn cross race. The, the funnest part about it was uh, Clara Hansinger showed up oh, to, really? uh, to race our little wait, 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 she race. Won. She beat all the guys? She won, right? She she raced in the women's field. Yeah. Yes. And she and it was kind of cool. There was only like ten girls in the in the women's pro field or the mm. one two field, and she started the very back. She's like, I'm not going to start in the front row. I'm going to start in the back. I need a challenge. Did she get a call up and she declined, <laughs> or did she just plant herself in the? In she the back? just planted herself in the back. Well, she needs a workout. And after the first lap, she was where? Um, actually, Jenna Lingwood gave her a run for the money for like Ooh. two and a half laps. Good and job. Then she, and then she just rode away from her. So, wow. so that was kind of fun and exciting. Yeah. So, um, actually, Paul was in the P one two race, right? Paul was in the P one two race. Yep. They had yep. a very small field, which was really sad to see. It was only yeah. like eight. Yeah, he said oh, people. Seven, seven people. Yeah, seven people in the P one two field. But Paul, Paul did great. He hung with the guys. I think he was fifth. Paul, what were you? Fifth place. Fifth place. Paul's a pro. Yeah, he's, that's yeah, pro. My book. He's, he's, and it yep. was uh, it was won by Langdon Farnsworth, uh, who's a mountain biker from Bend, who did the race on his mountain bike because I don't think he even has a cyclocross bike. First of all, that's illegal. So he rides Busted. his mountain bike. If if it was a UCI uh, race, it here. would have been illegal, Gone. but it's not. Yeah, it's whatever. it's yeah. it's local. Paul said that Carl Decker was in there racing on some 50 mil tires. He had, he had 45s or something like that. Carl Decker the, showed up. What's the rule? Like there is no rule for Obra. There's what no about, rule for Obra. What's UCI rule? It's 33. For, 33? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, Carl Decker showed up. It's super fun. He's 51 mm-hmm. and he raced the pro field. Freaking Carl Decker. I just, I love it. That's anyway. Uh, I think Carl ended up fourth. He ended up getting passed by Felipe and by Max Ritzau. So Max Ritzau was, I think, is twenty-one, and Felipe is the phenom from Costa Rica. Oh yeah, who raced uh, the Portland Crit too, right? Yeah, well he, ra- yeah. If he races everything. He everything. Raced, yeah. If there's a bike, tiny guy, yeah, so he's small. A oh my guy. gosh, pocket rocket. Yeah. yeah, his quads are just huge. Super Hold good on. guy. So anyway, that's kind of. He's not a spring chicken either, though. No, I think he's in his 30s. He's probably mid to late 30s, maybe? I don't know. I don't know for sure. 30s but are very old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, not in his 20s anymore, but he's hella fast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway. What, what about this whole best in the West? So, yeah, there was Whoa. a uh, triathlon in the Salem, Oregon area, the best of the, the smoke. West. In the oh, smoke. There was some smoke down there, but the AQI uh, was low enough to race. Who's got the best lungs? <laughs> I did not expect Josh to win that race. Josh won it. Josh I Mona. was pretty Mona. confident he was going to really be close. Yeah. I, I just, good, as, good the, as I knew there. the conditions were going to get harder and it was either going to be insanely hot or there's going to be smoke. I'm like, okay, if there's He's anything that tough. throws people off a little bit, Josh. Josh's 
going to win when it's tough. Yeah. So roughly 60 people in the men's field uh, in the half iron triathlon and Monda won it by eight minutes. Ooh, that's a stomping. That's a stomping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By He's eight fit. Yeah. Very fit right now. I think that this was his sign that he is right. He beat two pros. Now, one of the guys, Guy Crawford, um, who's very quick, very good swimmer. Apparently, I do not know the whole story, but apparently got hit by a car. Oh no! Some sixteen during the race. Yeah, some sixteen-year-old rear-ended him. I'll give you a, a guess as to what a sixteen-year-old rear-ending a cyclist is probably doing on their phone at that time. So yeah, that could be anybody though. Yeah, right, looking at our but, OnlyFans channel. Yeah, yeah exactly. dialed, dialed, <laughs> killing it, dialed after dark. <laughs> Thirty-five bucks a month. Thirty-five bucks a month. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, the bottom bracket. So, so guys. <laughs> So, Stay on target. <laughs> so, guy, guy obviously pulled out of the race at that point, but Josh was apparently making up ground on him on the bike, which was not surprising because I know how strong Josh is on the bike right now, but Guy is also a very strong cyclist. Yeah. So, um, Josh was making up ground. John Brettinson had some problems with his shifting. Okay. So, that, that kind of took him out of the running. He was second, but, eight minutes yes. back. Um, but, you know, Josh how, jumped off, had a great race? run. Did you see what it's? Brandy. His, I'm sorry, his running time. Like, you remember his. Josh, like 121 on the run. Okay. That, that's, that's a really a tough run course. course. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough course. Josh was 121. Yeah. Um, that's a good time. The next guy was 123. Yeah. He was scaring me a little bit when he came off the bike because I was like, oh man, my course record looks under threat right now. But thank yeah. God Josh decided to slow up. So thank you, Josh, for giving me that one. Yeah, but, but um, those are tougher conditions that you than you had probably. Oh no, I had that, I had that pouring, pouring no, rain. No, you didn't. We no, were we were no. comparing tough conditions. No. I was like, first off, mine was uphill both ways. And yes, that's true. <laughs> it was snowing that day. It was a headwind in all three it directions. Was, uh, it was, I think, over 100 degrees and snowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was so. terrible. And then in the water, it was frozen, so I'd ice skate, and that's yeah. just slower for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Josh went out one, which was awesome. And I think that is, was a really good win for him. Yes, he's on a yeah, he's on a two game winning streak. Right? Well, no, okay, Boulder doesn't count. So because that's altitude. The next count. race, he's got to he's got to win. It's Kona. Kona. So he's got to win the whole. He has to win. He's got to win. He's got to win the World Championships. He's got to just beat Lionel and the Norwegians, and then he's got no a three game winning streak. <laughs> uh, Sunday morning, uh, Josh Mana showed up at the cyclocross race. No, did he? I know his kid was racing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's his I kid, I think Max. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Max yeah. did the cyclocross race. That's been awesome because uh, Max is like, he's used to like, I guess, winning a lot. Yep. He oh, goes yeah. out and, and all the things he that he does, yeah. like his dad, he wins, and he came out and did his first cross race at Hetmere a couple, like mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Uh huh. Didn't do so hot. Dead last, and he yeah. did not take well to that, and he was a little frustrated. But he's come back out again, and he's already chipping away, and he's starting to figure yeah. it out. And it's kind of fun to That's like awesome. watch that happen. And what's really cool he's is got a little fire in Josh him, has been giving me fire. like like updates during the race and whatnot. I'm usually like doing like 50 different things yeah. on the weekends, but I get like a couple text messages about like, hey, here's a picture, and here's how he's doing. This is how he finished, and it just makes my day. I, oh, I yeah. love seeing that and hearing That's that. That's awesome. Max is nine, and he's competing against all the 13 and under mm. oh yeah, yeah. so he's at the he's bottom of the youngest in everything he does yeah. for a while yeah, yeah. he's yeah so, very cool yeah there's a big difference between nine-year-olds and 13-year-olds yeah. <laughs> also uh felipe nystrom is 40 okay Jeez. ancient old and he's freaking so old. ripping it still are yeah. you gonna pass me grandson <laughs> you're not gonna pass me so, we had a 40 year old in second and a 50 year old in yeah. Fourth. See, no, I, I, I love seeing this though, because for me, and I'm it, like, great. I got like 20 more years to do this thing. That's yeah. 
and me in the 50 race just kicking the dirt and there cussing, you go. Yeah. Cussing <laughs> myself. What am I doing out here? This is stupid. Awesome. All right, champ out. That's enough. Out. There's the podcast. I know, <laughs> right? We have. How the... about a little uh, Patreon stuff, boys? Okay. Oh yeah. We've got all the posters are gone. They've all been claimed. Uh, they oh, were and fantastic. The patrons were excited about it. Yes. Yeah. And they they love those things. So yep. maybe if there are people that want one of those posters, we can talk to good friend Dylan to see if there's any way we can have some more made. Maybe possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, we still have our big grab bag box of like goodies and we all kinds goodies. of fun stuff in there. And let's give something away out of that right now. Lance, do you want to pull a name out of the little jar here? Yes, I and do. And we've got a bunch of patrons in there. There are some people that... Um, uh, Mike Reddick. Oh, Mike Reddick. Mike Reddick. Good, good. Is our good winner for the week. Yeah. Sweet. Let's come back out. Yay, Mike. Pull something out of the uh, the bin. Um, you might want to check your Patreon to see if you're still in there. Um, I know that sometimes things happen and you fall out and, or just did a certain amount of time. But if you want to come back in and be a Patreon and help the show and win or prizes your, and all your the credit card um, expires and you forget to uh, re Give us your, your credit card information. <laughs> well... <laughs> Just my my cell number is texted texted here. Just vent on me. You know what's funny? My I just had a credit card that I use for everything, and I've talked to Lance about this. I use yeah. it for everything for the lab. It's connected to probably forty different things, and there's all these like reoccurring charges and all this stuff. You didn't lose it, did you? No, it oh, expired. Oh, that's worst. And oh. I didn't even realize it until like it was literally like September first, and I went to go put some. I'm like, oh my gosh, my thing expired on eight twenty two. The card, the new card, the, it, it never showed up or something uh, happened to it. So I'm still... Your neighbor stole it. Exactly. Patiently yeah. waiting for my new card. But you know how much of a hassle that is? Because oh, you've got to go change and everything. you got to give them a different card. Then you're going to have to go yeah. back and put it back on that card. Oh, my gosh. Can we automate this process somehow? No, there you have to wait to, to get the email that says, your payment was declined. That's what you have to yeah. do. There's too many of them. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, if you want to become a patron, go to dialpodcast.com. Click on the Patreon link. Choose a patron that works best for you and... Yeah, thank you. That'd be awesome. So big cool. thanks, big thanks, people. Cool. All right, topic of the day: etiquette. Mm-hmm. Etiquette. This Let's, is a good grumpy. We topic. only have a few minutes to oh. talk about bike etiquette because we've been going for so long. So yeah, yeah, you know, we can just be thing, like, so. we gotta no, talk about travel and etiquette. Be mean. Because so that be way mean on the bike. Shut it off. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to tell people how to do whatever they have to do. I will. Let's kind of run <laughs> around the table though and just talk about some things that you might have some beef with. That's just poor etiquette. So yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. And and it could be road. It could be off-road. It could be during race. It could be during group rides. It could be riding by yourself. I don't care. What are some things that you guys have beef with and you think that people need to have better etiquette with? Does anybody have anything that they want to offer up first? We can start. Go, Matt. So I would say that, you know, holding your line is, and this is, it's not just true for when you're in a pack of people. Yeah. Like kind of holding your line being like, ride straight, don't ride squirrely. Because if a car is passing you, that's not cool. If there's kids out on the road and their sidewalk or whatever, there's just so many times where I'm just like, ride straight. You, if you ride a little wiggly or a little squirrely, like eh, it's just it's gonna freak everyone out. It's gonna be dangerous for people. You're unpredictable. It's just so many reasons why it's nice to just ride, you know, relaxed and straight and comfortable, and it puts everyone else at ease. I hundred percent agree with that. And there are a lot of people that'll come out and do road race, not racing, but yep. road group riding for the first time. And they, they're excitable. A lot of times they're like excited. And if you want to get in there and, and you're having a hard time holding that line and being straight, 
be predictable, be straight like Matt be predictable. said. And Maybe if you can't do that, don't get upset if somebody says, hey, can you go right in the back until you figure this out? Yeah. And yeah. that's okay to do, to, to tell somebody if you tell them yeah. in a nice way. I mean, if you it came up practice. and say, hey, Jack Hole, get in the back, you suck. You know, yeah, don't, don't, don't that do that. Yeah. Yeah, don't that's that's bad etiquette too. How, how do you approach the people that you know have decades of riding experience and still make you nervous to ride around? Lance, you just tell me the truth. No, what you, just what you say, do Matt, is you go up to him and you, you give him that kind of like hands up, like, what are you doing, man? Look, that's, that's what you do. You, you make sure they know. Like, no, it depends on the easy thing to, it depends on how well you know the person. If you can roll up to them, if I'm doing something and Lance came up like, Hey, you did this or Hey, maybe consider doing that. I, I'm at first I'm going to be a little taken back, but I'm like, okay, like I respect what he has to say to me and I'm going to take that to heart and I'm going to hopefully change my way. But yeah. if it's somebody I don't know, I mean, there's, you do need to tell them because at the end of the day, you don't want to be kicking yourself for not saying something. All of a sudden people went down and got hurt. Yeah. Absolutely. So you just kind of have a tactful, Hey, hey can, I, can I chat with you for a second? Can I just make a recommendation or have a suggestion for you? Yeah. You know, you have to be receptive to that kind of stuff and you have to have the cojones to step up and say that to somebody. But on the flip side, you've got to be open and receptive to that. Cause if you're not doing something right and it's, you know, widely accepted that you're not supposed to do what you're doing, you need to know that I got to stop doing that. And it's got to be okay to have somebody up, come up and tell you that. Absolutely. So, okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah. How do you approach somebody you don't know very well? Or do you just not? I do that all the time. Or just not ride <laughs> near them. Um, <laughs> this, these are good questions. Yeah, these are hard questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always best just to be honest, but don't be an ass about it. We had this situation recently. We, and, we, this, and, we and, have this. We always have this. Situation. And I don't know if I handled it right. Well, let's hear the story. No, I no. don't think it's a story okay. we should really tell. I, I'm, can we make but up names? All, all we can say is let's that pretend that, that that's us four at the table. There, there okay. <laughs> there was a rider that was making me nervous. It was yeah. Jake to okay. ride around. Yeah. His name was Evan Price. And yes. um, near the end of the ride, I told him that. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't tell him exactly what he was doing. I just said that he was making me nervous to ride around. Mm-hmm. And he had a ton of, he has a ton of riding experience and a ton of racing experience. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and um, it, it really threw him for a loop a little bit. Sometimes it's okay. It made to him, that, I, it made him feel yeah. bad, you know, That's okay. I, which, you know, and you know, within, within a week or two, he was like, be fine. Yeah. he was fine and apologetic, but yeah. Still don't want to ride close to the guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather. But it makes him more conscious. I mean, like in front of him. You know, if somebody came up and told me that or something like that, it would. Yeah, I mean, I might feel some type of way for a minute, but then I'm going to think about it more on the next group ride, and it'll probably, you know, make me more aware of like yeah. oh, I need to kind of hold my line here. Maybe I'm slotting I, in a little bit too aggressive. I didn't know here. if I was completely overstepping my bounds by saying. Something. I think it's hard if you don't know them well to say something. I don't know because well. then it's like, um. There's other parts too. Like I, I want to be invited back out on the ride. Like there's a the yeah. guy that like leads a ride and I was riding with him and I'm like, I, this is a person that I avoid, even though he's kind of like ride leader. And it's like, so uh, that's a good, yeah. That's, I don't, a, I, that's a power situation. It's there. a power yeah. situation. Yep. And for me, it's just like, sometimes I'm just don't say anything and give more space yeah. And, yeah. and roll with it. Maybe before rides start too, maybe it would just be good for whoever the quote unquote leader is, ride leader, or the person that organized it, just to say, hey, you know, there might be some new people here. We don't all know each other. Um, don't feel bashful about talking to people yeah. in a tactful way. I mean, you don't want to come up and attack somebody because that's never going to end yeah. well. You know, but if, if I actually, I actually have a small pet peeve of, I don't, I, and I tell the kids this, the juniors all the time. Uh-huh. And this is, well, I sound really old here saying this, this generation you, yeah, here, but. You. 
um, this generation of kids does not communicate well. Just, just period. Like, I mean, just they text you later. Me, me being somebody who treats kids all day and deals with them, they they just struggle with difficult conversations. I don't yeah. know. If not it's as this much gener- random conversation. I don't know if it's this generation or if it's the fact like that. This is just like a normal thing for high school kids. It or could be general. Like when it you could were, be, but when it's you different. were sixteen, you were probably the same way. No, I was very good at having difficult conversations at that time. I grew up a little bit differently. I, I grew up military family. I was told that when you don't feel a you. certain way, who. Yeah, but trust me, no, this you was, still had to communicate. I go back to some rough conversations. I did. Yeah. yeah, generally speaking, you still had to communicate with voice and, and over the phone or a person. Yes, now it's, it's different when you grow yeah. up with social media. And this is where I'll play devil's advocate to you, Matt. Is they sure. get to hide behind the lack of immediate response yep. from something. So when we, I'll say we, like I mean, really, because we grew up without social media, we grew up. It was that difficult conversation was had to be had face to face. Yep. Now the kids are getting better at it because kids get better at anything that they do consistently. Sure. So coming out of the pandemic, I've seen. Even some of the kids that were very quiet at first hour practices that if they feel some type of way, they'll usually come up to me first and then that gives them the green light to be like, oh, now I can go and say this to this other person. Mm-hmm. But they, they still need to have that buffer. There's, they're, they're still not good at that, like riding up next to somebody and saying something. Uh, in cycling, it's tough because the kids, will, they'll do super sketchy stuff sometimes. And then I, I tell them, I was like, you guys need to communicate. Like if somebody just did that, you need to tell them like, hey, like easier, like, right. come on, hold your line. They will, I mean, if I wasn't there just talking my head off the whole time, they'd ride for 45 minutes and not say a word yeah. to each other at all, period. Just not talk for 45 minutes. So <laughs> it's a pet peeve. Of mine. I don't think even, I've ever done that. Even when I see adults do <laughs> that, when, you. you know, or like the, 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 the guy that wants to come up on somebody on the inside and doesn't say like, Hey, up, up on your right. Or like, Hey, yeah. you know, here that it's just like, talk. That's it. Like yeah, a pet peeve of mine is the dead silent yeah. guy that does sketchy crap and then doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like what are like? Come on! Like good there God, was a like, ride speak, just a couple weeks something. ago that somebody got startled because somebody rode up on their yeah. left and it startled him so much that he swerved and then ended up going shoulder to go. shoulder with somebody and yeah. ended up going down. Oh. Talk like yeah. talk. I mean, this is I, I I think we all anybody who's road race remember this. I, mean, I remember especially in the threes field when it's a bigger field. Guys are talking too much almost, which is yeah. fine. I'd rather hear guys saying stuff all the time and know where everybody's at. Yeah. Or True. even just, I mean, you got to be a good bike handler, but the touch on the back, the right. anything, like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm here, I'm here. Exactly. You know, stuff yeah. like that. And, that, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to teach your kids that you, even if you feel uncomfortable in that moment, you need to say, so you you yeah. know, these are momentary things. That's Some what the kids struggle with. too, yes. where it's you're like, like when you're in they the struggle race, with you that kind of feel like, I know, you know, I'm not in control of the race, but you feel like this person's here, this person's there. Like, yep, like just exactly. kind of feeling like you can, you can yeah. voice your, I tend to be pretty vocal, but I'm a guy that can't shut his mouth anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, but I tend to be pretty vocal even in a race where if I'm getting pinched, I, <laughs> I just, I make noise. Hey, 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 you yeah, know, exactly. I make yeah. noise. So they know they're That's pinching good for everybody somebody. else around yes. you. Yeah. Because if they pinch you and crash you, they might crash themselves too. So they yes. want yes. you to talk. Yes. <laughs> they're going to pinch you. You're grabbing brakes and all the people behind you that aren't expecting that. I mean, there's yeah. just a million things that. Yeah. If you don't communicate, bad things happen. Yeah. So any like, and I try to tell the young cyclists this all the time is if you're not communicating, some bad happens, it's your fault. Okay. So you need to be talking. Okay. If you're coming up on somebody, you better be telling them where you're coming up unless it's a wide, you know, if there's a different situation obviously if you're trying to attack somebody or something. But like, if it's, if you're going into a turn, it's a wide air and you need to get to the right, you better be talking to that person yeah. or you just caused a crash. Yeah. And sometimes I have to like scare them a little bit where I'm like, and it's your fault. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Like, this is, this is important. This isn't something that I just can ignore. What about overly aggressive writing? I mean, we get a lot of that. People <sighs> get, we get out on group rides and sometimes it's a little spirited and people want to go hard and they want to, 
you know, maybe there's a segment at play here, or maybe it's a race paced ride, or maybe it's just like kind of chest pounding and just having a good workout. Is it? Overly aggressive riding is different than chopping somebody's wheel or diving a corner that they shouldn't be diving a corner blindly. Yep. You know, or they, that's, I'm, that, that shouldn't be overly aggressive riding. I, I want somebody to talk with their legs, not with. Because they took a chance that you weren't willing to take or correct. that you shouldn't be taking. Yeah. Yes. You got to know better. You just really do. I mean, you should never be running stop signs or going into blind situations where yeah. it's like you're rolling the dice with your life, but it's not just you. There could be people, because a lot of times in cycling, you're going to follow the guy in front of you. Mm-hmm. And and maybe in certain situations you're not fully thinking that through. Like maybe there's a car coming up there, and you you're, you're wanting to assume that they saw, and you're going to follow them through an intersection. But at the end of the day, you don't know for sure. And if that person's yeah. just blindly going into that, they're taking their life and the people behind them's lives into the, into their hands yeah. because they're riding stupidly. And also the poor driver too. Like you know, obviously never. You oh know, yeah. I mean, there are situations where it's 100 percent not yeah. going to be the car's fault, and, and, and you never want somebody to for have killed somebody. You know, you don't That's, need yeah. a bad reputation out on the roads yeah. at all. We don't need to be yeah. doing that kind of stuff because it's already bad enough as it is. Yeah, because I don't blame the driver if if I'm driving up here and there's a stop sign, and all of a sudden out of a blind corner, I see four cyclists come flying through, and I accidentally hit one. Yeah, yeah that driver's probably going to hate cyclists for a long time after yeah. that. Like that's yeah, that's not good for all of us. So, and, you know, what about like racing though, in general, let's say it's a closed course of sorts and you've got intersections that are flagged. Is it ever okay to, to be dive bombing a pace line or putting yourself where you're, you want to be, but maybe you, there's not a spot there for you. Is that ever acceptable? I don't, I don't win crits. I don't know. I I, I want to say no, but it is a, it is a proven race strategy. Mm-hmm. And and not not saying that I have done that, yeah. but you see it happen all the time. Like somebody will close somebody out into a curb just so that they, or you ride somebody into the gutter, right? Guys yeah, you fighting hear, after you, the race. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that, and then and then you have a fight after the race, and then you get banned for eight and months, then, and then you're on, you know, Instagram wants to ban you. Then after that, now, <laughs> is there a rule against that? Another. There's not a rule against that. I but. I don't know what it's like. You're just, you're allowed to play chicken with somebody like yes. I'm going to come in and like, yeah. you can try and hit me with your front wheel on my rear wheel. It's not going to end well for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cycling's a hard nosed sport. I mean, historically it is. So I think that there's always this, this battle between the, the, the courtesy of it and, and the racing primal aspect. It's a really, yeah. I mean, it's been a professional sport since the 1800s and this is, I mean, there, there, there's a reason that we still talk about the Velamonte yeah. rules. You know, I mean, there's there's a a code of conduct, but it's all unsaid code of conduct. Yeah. You cool. know, yeah. so let's say that something like that happens to you. We'll say it's on a prem lap for a big purse of money, and you're like, oh, "Crap!" Man. Somebody I'm just in a sprint for the prem lap. This is exciting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody gutters you, and you're you're completely like taken out of the situation. You don't you crash. Have to grab brakes. To you got to grab brakes. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna be a little pissed off because that just happened to you. Do you seek retribution later in the race if you've got the legs and the ability to do it? <laughs> and let's say you come back and you do the same thing to that person. Is that cool? Is that acceptable? Oh, is that? If you have the legs, you just beat them. Yeah. That's, I think, the, that's I think, the answer. I think Matt Metro with the most frustrating part is I think Lance mentioned earlier is that when you're that guy who does that repeatedly, mm-hmm. it's frustrating to people that are stronger than that guy because you know that in theory in a cycling race, the best leg should at least have a chance to win. They don't always win, but should have a chance to win. And if you're that guy that's willing to take those risks that can hurt other people, mm-hmm. 
and you get results from that, I mean, do it. Sure. It might be good by the rule of law, but we all hate you. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it'd be like, yeah, it might like, pay off well for you right you. now, but yeah. down the road, it's nobody not going to be. You yeah. Yeah. In, in cyclocross, uh, usually the courses are pretty narrow and it's very yeah. easy to stake somebody where you, 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 you just close off the space so that they can't, you know, so there's a stake in the way mm-hmm. and they have to yeah. grab break. And I, there was, you know, usually during most of the race, I, I you don't take it too seriously, but I had a race last year where I was battling with a guy for like top three mm-hmm. and we both, and it was like in the final 400 meters of the race and we were both sprinting for a corner because only one of us was going to make it through that corner. And, and, but we're 50 years old. We both gave each other space. Yeah. Let's, let's race yeah. this and not, I'm not, let me just close you out. Yep. Whereas, well, I mean, even watch the, the, the pro Peloton when guys, you know, I, I've seen this before. You get a lot of gamemanship if there's a breakaway going into a sprint. But I mean, sometimes those guys will shake hands. And it's a side by side sprint. We all love to see that because that's yeah. okay. Let's see the best rider is not who can do a track stand and gutter and a guy somebody. as much as possible. Yeah. It's like, is that racing? Sure. I'm, I'm not saying that any of that is against the rules, but it's, you can also in the same breath say, I hate that guy. Like, nobody yeah. likes that guy. Yeah. You know, like, sure, be that guy. You won winning is not everything like there's 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 definitely like it like an honor to winning in some states and nobody's gonna like that guy that does that over and over I'm, again i'm not gonna use any names but there is a guy in our local community who is notorious for just just doing these things <laughs> doing these things matt legrand <laughs> no names evan he said no, no names said no names but the man Dang gets it. results in crits okay but, <laughs> and, and this weekend uh in his in that person's race i maybe it was a her i, I just blew it but um, um <laughs> him or her who knows in, in him or her's race there was a person directly behind this person trying to like Get by, yeah. get by him, and you could. You it was funny. You could hear in different parts of the course. Come on, man, get around that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, when you're that hated, asshole. that's the thing. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, he is. This is because well yeah, this is well known. There's the human aspect of that where yeah. you you want to see that person fail then because yes. you hate he's them. Just, yeah, he's just done like yeah. shady stuff. There yeah. you go. Is yeah. it poor etiquette in a cyclocross race to ride up behind somebody and just? overtly flip off their camera come around and stare them down and flip off their <laughs> yes. front camera That's and just keep poor, riding right past them. Is that, is that poor form? I'm since, pretty sure. Since me and Matt are the most experienced cyclocross I'm pretty, racers here. I'm pretty sure that that's actually a requirement in cyclocross. <laughs> maybe so. maybe it uh, is. Uh, it's, it's poor etiquette Poor etiquette if you don't do that. Yes. Dylan, <laughs> that is one of the best videos on your channel. I got, I got like... Like four people came up to me at the race just today. Hey, your your Dylan video was fantastic. I loved it. If, so if you haven't had a chance to see that, it's twenty seconds long, and it's a hundred percent worth your time to go watch that twenty second video. Is that Inya in there? Is that what yeah. that is? Inya, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Inya background music and basically fantastic is it slow the motion. Who can yes, yes. Yeah. and it's it's me just flipping off yes. Dylan's it's from the cinematic. rear all the way to the front. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it was that's awesome. A, that's an excellent music choice it was, too. It's it a great beautiful. soundtrack for that. It's hilarious. All right, what are some other etiquette issues? Do you have any etiquette issues that you have with folks in the gravel scene? Um, I, I actually a lot of that hasn't really happened, and there's less etiquette issues 
in gravel. Gravel seems like a fun scene. So far. I mean, it gets strung out a little bit, and there was a, a big hubadoo a couple weeks ago in one of those bigger races about people not wanting to pull back on and, and people yelling at each other. And Yes. There, there was a gap. Oh, yeah. Arrow bars versus no arrow bars. Arrow bars and, and no arrow bars. A lot of drama yeah, there. A lot, a lot drama of gravel there. drama. Yeah. And, and yeah, and there was an issue at, at uh, Steamboat Gravel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where. Chasing, they, chasing. Where, where the, the, the f- pro favorites, there were seven or eight pro favorites, were in a group of like 50 because it was pretty flat. So all these scrubs could hang with the pros and the pros and none of the scrubs I'm saying scrubs I would be one of the scrubs they, they didn't do any work yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't do scrubs, they wouldn't take scrubs any can't pulse. Go lo- no love you know what I mean <laughs> there, there, there's a song about it we, we can use the phrase scrubs <laughs> yeah, that's fair <laughs> they wouldn't do any work and finally um, uh, Keegan Swenson costed all of them and just rode off the front yeah it, yeah. Because they, they, they wouldn't, it wasn't like they wouldn't like roll to the front and like just roll out of the way. Just, yeah. you know, take, take a three second pull and roll out of the way. Yeah. They wouldn't even go to the front. Do we all just hate those people? I mean, like really it's like, dude, what you're, you're, you're racing. Like cool really, if you get a result, but if you sit there and do nothing all day, okay, you got your one result. You're not going to beat no, Jason McKelvin. No. I would that's love nothing nobody. more than to have that opportunity. Oh. And just to say, I, I, I pulled those guys Keegan for 30. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I'll shell myself for 10 minutes. How far Keegan do you want me to go? I'll go as long as I <laughs> yeah. can. How many watts do you want? Like you tell I'm me and, and race, I'll explode and I'll finish this race. But yeah. I'll go take a nap under a tree for yeah. half an hour yeah. before I finish the race. And then ride in with the fun crew. And then have a story for the rest of my life. But how many of those people do you think were scared? Like, oh my God, I don't want to get up here. I don't want to get in their way. I don't want to. That's probably more what it was. They were all scared. I doubt that. Are you sure? I doubt that. I think they were like, I have never been 90 miles into race and I'm still with these guys. Yeah. I get it. Still with these guys. I'm just, I'm not going to do any work at all. I'm not doing anything. These guys have to do it, so I'm just going to stay. I'm going to try to stay off the But you're the not going to ever beat these guys, and, and I would love nothing more than to have that opportunity to go sit at the front and then have those guys yeah. come up and see you after the race and say, Thanks, dude, I'm, thank you. I'm, way, that more, would, I'm that, way more of your yeah. mindset, Jake, where I, like, even in my head, if I was like, man, I could maybe get eighth today, yeah. but if I had the chance to really like pull and work hard at the end of that race, I would. And yeah. This is, yeah. But it makes you wonder, was it, okay, so Steamboat Gravel wasn't part of the Lifetime Fitness so maybe it it wasn't a lot of those guys in that Grand Prix, that and I I don't know, yeah. It, but yeah. Keegan just said, "Get <laughs> on him, screw you, you guys." Get on I'm him. going to finish that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad that's uh, you know I mean that's like, and, and he won and, the race. And this is the other thing is etiquette wise. Here's a here's one interesting etiquette question: When something like the things we just talked about is happening, what is the etiquette on your response? Because remember, we're also, I mean, this is just like the triathlon I was just talking about. There's the moment when your heart rate's at 180 and you're not rationally thinking in your head, like, you know what, maybe I should like calm the voice down a little bit, speak softly to them, ask them how they're feeling about the situation. <laughs> no, like this, I mean, you know, it's like nobody politely asked a referee in the NBA why they gave him the foul call. Like uh, that's no, Michael not, Jordan used to be so mellow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, you sure about that? <laughs> Jim, come uh, on, come on. <laughs> I, think, I think that, yeah, the, the correct etiquette thing to do is, yeah, try to be calm, deal yeah. with the situation. None of us do that in a race situation. No. We're all like hyped. Super hyped. Yes, yeah. Even if it's a long gravel race, you're I, still in a yep. race. I do think everybody needs to take that three seconds, though. 
that's take, take three seconds. That's what I said. It was take three seconds, and then you can talk. It's still going to be loud. Yeah. Like, like you're still going to be loud and angry, but you don't want to say what is in your brain at that first second. Yep. You want to wait th- a good three Mississippi count. Yeah. Because if you say anything, that's <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get a tech. I don't know what's the equivalent of that in cycling. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to you just get relegated. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what are you cat two? You're cat three now. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on the road side of things for you personally racing? Uh, one other thing. Okay, uh, Champ Bailey forgot something. Uh, did you hear that Keegan Swenson got picked for the UCI yes, World Championship I road did. team? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. Interesting. So he's all he's been doing is racing gravel and mountain bikes, and they uh, the USA Cycling picked him to go to the UCI Wonder. Road World Championships. Your engine's tuned so well from those big gravel races and getting on the road, it's still going to hurt, but I would have to think that that's going to have to feel maybe a touch easier for him. If he's got some people working with him. He, he has the power profile yes. to do it. It's just whether he can ride a road bike well enough to stay I'm in. Sure I'm sure he can yeah. too. It'll be interesting. Crazy. Anyway, I think that'll be really interesting actually to see, you know what I mean? He's top end of that world. See how it translates over. Some of the other bigger U S names like can't go to the world gotcha. championship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're like, Keegan, let's well, we, take Keegan. Well, we know he can climb. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely proved he can climb. So yeah, I'm thinking think he'll be anyway. okay there. All right, going back to the road stuff. Do you guys have anything on the road that that we're maybe missing? You know, there's little things like um, maintain your bike, which is a couple of things. There's a couple parts to that, right? Like if you if you're you know, we've talked about this in the podcast before. If your tires are super, super thin and you keep patching them, you keep patching them and your friends are waiting for you all the time and they're, they're the ones that are giving you tubes because you didn't bring anything. It's probably crossing the line on the oh, etiquette side God. of things. The other small part of that is, and I'm guilty of this, of just like, oh, your bike is really loud. Thank you for that, for this five-hour ride that we're doing together. Because right? your bike is going to squeak the whole time and that's not that much fun. So I take care of some of my bikes really well. No, it's just, you know, like one, I said, one of I'm them. Guilty of I have had to clean more because I did go on a ride recently. And I was like, "Oh my god, this thing's loud!" And I was like embarrassed. I felt shame. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shame. I just see Matt. Just see shame. 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 <laughs> no, I mean, I I am guilty as anyone of yeah. all of those infractions. But, but you're right, that is very. That doesn't conscious. mean that you know we shouldn't call it out on a particular podcast where we're talking about bike etiquette. Absolutely. I've been in group rides where I'm climbing and my bottom bracket is, <laughs> and I'm just like this. Sorry, 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 guys. sorry, sorry. sorry. sorry over there. Do you want me to drop off the back? Oh, I'm. Dropping Dropping off the back end. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the equivalent of like farting in public. Right. It's like exactly. it's like if you if you get onto a subway and you just had like a lot of dairy and you're farting, you're just like, I'm sorry, everybody. I'll sorry, guys. I'll go over here and hide. I'm sorry. <laughs> Same by idea. Myself. <laughs> we by myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing, and this may be controversial. Um, I do not like it when cyclists scream at motorists. Even if the motorists are um, in the wrong, wrong because I don't think anything really good comes from the screaming when you've got, when you're screaming at a person with a 4,000 pound vehicle. You're telling me that the guy in the Ford F-150, if I scream that I hate him, add him, he's not going to be like, you know, maybe I shouldn't cut off cyclists next time. I will say with the exception of the fact that like, if some... If somebody doesn't like see you rolling into your window, like just making noise to be heard. Correct. Like, mm-hmm. I am here. Don't kill me. But... But rolling up to the stop sign and yeah. like banging on the window and screaming at them for being stupid. Now that's mm. it's easy to lose your head and do that oh. at the stoplight. Yeah, that's not good. But I just think it's better to take the high road in that situation. Well, and sometimes yes. though, it's okay to say, "Hey, can you roll down your window for a second? Hey, just want to let you know 
this happened or did you realize this happened or something along those lines and just kind of like creating a dialogue just to plant that seed of like, oh crap, I, I really do need to pay attention. I need to get off my phone or whatever. Well, most of the time that I think of those situations happening, it's like because the car already rolled the window down and yelled at you yeah. and then you roll That's, up to the stop sign and it's like, and we're going to have a conversation. Well, it's, it's yeah. that. I'm talking about more of like something like happened. Something like they did something dangerous exactly. and they need to be aware. Yeah. 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 I think that's more rare. <laughs> that's why it's controversial. Is, uh, is, is everybody okay with, with faint sarcasm? Because I'm a big fan of you that. Are, you lay it on I'm the king. Of, I, I know I'm the king. Of that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna. You're no. 16 and you're smoking. Yeah. Well, no, what my, you, what my, was that kid that we saw no, on the I top? Of you're, the the <laughs> you're like you're 16 and you're smoking. Yeah. Go talk to your parents, buddy. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember what you said. <laughs> making good like Very, I'm very full, snarky. I'm full of very snarky combat punk comments. But I, I will but, also go very. If I, I if I have somebody cut me off and we come up at the stop sign and then we, we lock eyes, I've, I've got this new thing where I'll just ask him, Hey, I hope you're having a good day, man. That's it. I just, Hope I just pointed my eyes. That's it. Yes. I see you. Is there ever a situation, Lance, where you will come up and knock on somebody's window or yell at them or be pissed off? If they, um, if they've clearly done something unsafe or intentionally, intentional, uns- if it's that intentional. was the word I was looking Intentionality for. Yeah. If they've one. done it yeah. intentionally, then is, yeah. I'm not just trying to say, hey, there's people on the road. Watch. If they intentionally did something. Yeah. 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 You lose your cool. it's, it's hard to keep your mouth shut yeah yeah i love david goodman's response to some when we're at vancouver lake and we have the person who screams about our what like, does he say oh i mean the things we get yelled at at vancouver lake are yeah, hilarious vancouver lake oh, is man. so bad i don't know what don't is know about what that is i mean they're, the they're like i want your mother to die painfully like really man wow you are angry and david was just like have a nice day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. yeah <laughs> so so we both adopted that now whenever anybody like yell something they'll just kind of look at you with that moment where like i want you to say something back to me and you'd be like i hope you're having a good day <laughs> and that's <laughs> you're blowing somebody a kiss yeah, yeah, I've, that that works I, really well. I used to ride with a guy who would do that angry. too. You just get more. Angry. Yeah, I think I used to do a thumbs up too. He's like every single time it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, what about um, Strava? Is there Strava etiquette? etiquette? Yeah, there's there have been. Matt's got to scoot out here. Wrap it up. Man. Oh, got stuff. Gotcha. Strava. Strava. Don't say anything mean to people on Strava. It's not worth. I mean, oh, trash talk on Strava. Online. Do people trash talk on Strava? I don't what know. About, people say stupid stuff. What about oh. wind doping? Or car doping. Oh, this is, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't cheat on Strava. Segment. Well, I wind dope all the time. Sometimes that's just yeah, that's how you're going to get that Wind dope <laughs> is fine. That's fair game. Yeah, like, no. All, if you look at some of the Because you have to put an effort like to do all. that. Car doping's different. That you, car doping's yeah. different. The, yeah. I don't think wind doping is a, a rule. Actual doping's fine. Actual doping's fine. <laughs> Are you guys, <laughs> but like, if you think about, like, whenever I ride in Sacramento, there's just, like, nothing but farmland out there. All of those KOMs are wind. They're all wind data. Oh, yeah. yeah, you yeah, can't even get in the top 10 without, like, a 20 mile an hour wind. Yeah, what about so. long lead outs? Fine. That's fair game. That's yeah, fair game. That's fair game. What, it, I think it that's might cross the game. line if it was like an e-bike leading you out. Or if or you're a guy a that never took a pull and then you sprint across. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a different lance. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's or that's just lost. sit on somebody's wheel and just go even with them at the yeah. end. Yeah. Lance. Just get that half second, one second, whatever. <laughs> I've had several KOMs get pipped for me in the last month because somebody Car. was sitting, 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 and then bounced. Oh, so, gotcha. Hey, yeah. Matt, before you go real quick, you want to give us your one last thing? I posted a video, um, just something real quick, talking about the Apple Ultra Watch this past week. and That video is, is crushing. Exploding. Like, yeah. stupid. Like, within hours, he's at 100,000 views. Yeah. What? It's like, you're at 100,000 views of those, video? One of those crazy Don't forget situations. us when you become famous. I know. You know? I've, I've already, already forgotten, forgotten you. I've already forgotten you. Pick a bunch of subs from that? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, wow. like a whole bunch. Good and job, so, man. yeah, it's a. Uh, when are we gonna have our next YouTube party? Remember when you had one thousand subscribers? We'll do it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just pick it, pick a number, and we'll just yeah. like look at the thing like right before we decide to have a party, and we'll be like, and we're celebrating. Yeah, something <laughs> twelve thousand, know? twelve thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Sweet. really intrigued by that watch. By the way, right? Yeah. Well, I'll get it, and you can borrow Your title, it. Title, by the way. Your yeah. title mailed it. I think yeah. that's the thing. Is you're like, getting better so, at the titles. So it's a yeah. So the title is um, did the Apple Ultra Watch just kill Garmin? Yeah. Which is kind of like there's probably 30 other people that thought of the same title oh, because yeah. that's kind of what you think of when you, you see this yeah. watch 107,000 uh, views yeah yeah that's big for me because if in you did, a day in a day yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god right so that's uh, big that video is definitely it's it's stupid it's ridiculous so it'll by far it's something like i would say like 80 times like normal Right. Volume. I mean, right. it's so crazy. Yeah, that's why Matt's got to jet out of here. Well, yeah, because have lunch with Tim Cook. I, yeah, yeah. Have lunch with Tim. Because I thought that that Ari video was crushing it, and then I just saw the views, and then yeah. I was like, "Did Matt just hit? It? Like, is he? No, that, is, is Matt big now? <laughs> no, <laughs> did I'm it not happen? Big. It just happened to be that this is a topic that people are searching for, and the title is somewhat controversial. Yeah, and people are cranky about it they're like no this is the dumbest title ever and i'm like yeah you clicked on it didn't you but it works and you commented like what's even better they commented on the video yeah so what whatever i mean you know i think people that watch the video and actually watch it will be like okay yeah this you know it's not that much clickbait like it's controversial title for sure but like that's the question that i talk about in the video go over all the details of the particular watch I kind of made the video quickly on a whim because I was getting a ton of questions about this particular watch, yeah. as you would, right? Yeah. But no one has it in hand yet. Yeah. So not for another few weeks. My, yeah, mine's scheduled to be here at like the end of October, which kind of stinks. What's so. the battery life on the the bigger one that they just came out with? It's thirty six hours. Thirty six yeah. instead of eighteen hours. Yeah. yeah. So still, I mean, the watch you're wearing is the Epix, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a week. You're probably uh, charging have, it about it once a week. I have it set up for it's six days with everything that I have running on it. Yeah. I just trickle charge it all the time. I, I've made this comment to you before. I just put it on the charger when I take a shower and it's always at like well, five or six days. You could technically do that with the Apple watch because it charges fast. Sure. So there's, there's that. But like, I also think that, you know, if you go for a six hour ride, which I don't know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's tough to call it an ultra when ultra runners can't use it. Right. True. So I don't know. That's my thought on it, but it's this better. early. And I'm excited to review it because the views, baby. You didn't get them. invited to the uh, release event, like I, uh, I, doing it for the views. Like I talked to, I talked to Dez and DC Raymond. I was like, "Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, can I come be your cameraman?" And <laughs> they were like, "I don't." We first time that they've gotten invited to anything Apple. So, huh? Cool. We'll see. All right. Well, catch you later. Awesome. Right. Yep. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Matt. Yep. See you, Matt. Love you, buddy. Have fun with the kids. Oh yeah, we will. Guys, is there any other etiquette stuff you want to chat about? Do we do we finish up the Strava talk? Is it is it cool to sit on a wheel and like let's say a segment's like two minutes long and it then happens your your normalized time. power for that is like 195 yeah. and then all of a sudden you pip somebody at the end because you sat on wheels? Is but that this cool? is more like uh like like buddy to buddy things yeah. where it's like you just like you know slap your buddy across the face yeah. and you're like you're a you're a D word I hate you <laughs> and, I, then honestly, you and, then, and then you get over it five minutes later. I but don't <laughs> care unless there's a the big unless yeah. or big but. If you go out and start chest pounding, like check out my yeah. UK one. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's always the response after that. Yeah. That, that matters That's more. It's going to happen. I mean, we've all had those times. Now where I'll we're tell you what, who would, who would kill you if you did that to him. Huh. Uh, if anybody ever did that to Guy Van, 
Oh yeah, you're not. He's he's not letting you touch his wheel again forever because that man lives on Strava, and the, yeah. the Strava results he gets are deserved. So that They're is legit, yes. of everybody to ever do Strava as like ethically as possible. I think Guy Van tops the list. So maybe him and Phil Guyman, I think, are the two. Right. I still say that Strava needs to have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, an option where you can go and excuse yourself from a result, but not have to delete yeah, or trim or crop your ride. If you could re- re- go in there and like maybe it's just a stupid windy day or maybe there's yeah. like a fleet of semi trucks coming by you and you're, you're hauling, butt and you're not drafting anybody Yeah, that, that legitimately happens. I've had well, it happen to me before before. Well, well they do that in, I mean, track and field, the hundred meter is, is yeah. I mean, literally a record can be disbanded because of a certain wind yeah. assistance. They're just so. long jump, 200, yeah. hundred yeah, hurdles. Somewhere. Oh yeah. 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 All of those can be wind dated. Yeah. yeah. So if you just had a button on there, you say, yeah, I got the KOM on this, but yeah, let's take that off. Don't, don't keep mm-hmm. me in that, that list. Yeah, so I agree. I that's just my two cents. But also, all my running KOMs always get taken away by people on bikes. Ah, they, they forget. Oh my yeah. god, somebody going two minutes thirty seconds per mile for two miles. I'm like, yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, quite frequently there's a GPS anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. Yeah, people forget or, to turn it off in the car too. Or the, yeah, <laughs> that's more likely what happens. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's like as long as you just flag it right away. And some people I understand like don't care about travel like we do, so they'd see that result and be like. What's a KOM? Why? Like, cares? And we're like, no, man, we care. (laughs) We we care so much. I bled over that. (laughs) My entire life existence matters here. It's the only thing going for me. I'm just trying to commute to work, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's put a pin in that and save it for another day. I'm sure etiquette talk can come up at another time. There's always etiquette things Mm -hmm. that are out there, and we'll we'll talk about them. So let's jump into one last thing. Matt, go. Oh, okay. Already did. Gone. Moving on. Apple Watch. Apple Ultra Watch. (laughs) Apple Ultra Watch. Watch Matt LeGrand's YouTube. Subscribe, you know, pound that before thing. he's too big, yeah. and then he'll just start blocking your views. So. <laughs> Evan, you got one last thing? Yep. Uh, I am leaving for Augusta next Thursday. So, till then, I'm actually going to train very normally this week. It's going to be what does big the volume. field look like for that race? It is another mid-pack field, but it's a little softer field than Santa Cruz. Barely. It's still, I mean, any race you do these days, there's always going to be fat. I mean, there's, there's no, like, majorly soft fields anymore, but this is, we're getting into championship season now. Mm-hmm. So these are a couple guys either looking for a prime race to get them ready for world championships or a bunch of mid-pack guys. So Cool. Yep. Wish you luck. Thank you. Sweet. Yo, Hep. Uh, there is racing this weekend, uh, cyclocross racing, but they're all in Central Oregon this weekend. So this Saturday's race is Can Chaser Cross. Can it's Chaser. At Can Chaser. It's on the fair, the fairgrounds in Redmond, Oregon, mm-hmm. like the barrel chase, the barrel um, racers that that go yeah. around cans and barrels. That's why it's called Can Chaser. Oh, it's awesome. It's on the rodeo grounds. Oh wow! Like part of the course last year. Not only went through the the rodeo grounds, but through like the stalls where oh seriously the uh, horses and animals yeah so it, it was it was a cool race it was fun and Sunday there is a race at the Deschutes Brewing property in Bend Oregon so huh. um the that's cycle- not a part of the Harvest Cross right it's just a it one off not it's a one off the Cyclocross Crusade normally had races there. Um, every Halloween for yeah. a decade, oh, and yeah. that all that. fell apart a couple years ago. So they haven't had a race at the Deschutes Brewing property in a couple years, but there's going to be one there this Sunday. Nice. So, Interesting. Are you going to go to both of them? Um, I have no clue. 
life is still up in the air for you right now. Lance's life is 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 in the hands of <laughs> at the moment. In the hands of fate. If right I can now. hire the right people and it all works out, I might go to both of them and just embarrass myself because I suck this year. But we'll see. But you're having happens. fun. Yeah, gotcha. My one last thing is the flogging rides ended last week. The official flogging rides are done for the year. We did 24 of them. They're in the books. However, there might be a little encore ride this coming Thursday. Oh, if not, the weather's good. If the weather's good, it'll be a, not a flogging ride. It won't be all the different groups. But if you're in the area and you want to do that little route again a little bit earlier in the day, that, that might be something that pops up on Strava. So go check it out. We also need to pick a Monday or a Thursday and do a little podcast reunion ride. Yes. Once oh, I get yeah. out of this, so nice. once I'm at this, basically after this week yep. and next yep. week, I am in like a, a nine week just yeah. open training season. Yes, please. So yeah. that'd be nice yep. for the four of us. Sent to that just picture out, and then I'm like, God, it's been a long time. How how many years ago was that? That, that was, was like two or three that years. Was like ago? a couple months after we opened the lab, something like Wasn't that. It? Yeah. Well, I don't know because it was time hop. It popped up, and I saw that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been that long since we all rode together, all yeah. four of us. So yeah. I, th- I think it was two years ago, and it was, was right at the, the lab. I it was right at the head of when we started dealing with the really bad fires. So I think oh, it was two yeah, years ago. Right, it so it was. You're right. Crazy. Yep. Cool. Yep. So it was a couple couple months in the pandemic, yep. actually. Yep. yep. And my one other last thing, I need a freaking cyclocross bike, you guys. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And I need to get my legs sorted out, but you know, it, shop. It's really not a huge problem. It's just something I got to get worked out if I want to go do this. So yeah. anyway, well, I do. Yeah, I know a shop, and I know. Manufacturers and I know people. Nobody has bikes. any bikes. They still don't still have the, any. So yeah. working on it. Cool. All right, we uh, are done. It's, it's kind of long. Hour and thirty-five ish, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so so thank, thank you for sticking around for <laughs> the whole to thing. Talk about ourselves. There you go. We're really good at it. <laughs> hey, so. what makes us angry? <laughs> yep. We'll be back next week with another one. And until then, bye for now. Bye.